Hello, people. Yes. We are back at to the podcast episode one oh nine, and we are is. back in the building. Your boy International Walk. It's your girl Tash, the co-hostess with the mostest. And we back in front of this goddamn camera for another episode of Act to the Podcast. Um, you guys can catch us on acttothepodcast.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, TikTok, Breaker, and Spotify. Well, that was good. It was it. You still reading your notes, but that was good. All right. Well, you didn't have to let the people know. <laughs> Get right to it. How are you? I am doing good. I am doing. Actually, I'm doing great today. Mentally, I'm gonna say I'm a ten at this moment. Ooh, and I feel ten. Great. And I, I'm I'm saying that one because I honestly feel it at this moment, but also just to think positive and feel positive. You know, I did something may not be major to others it ain't that major but i took some time off today because i needed it mentally i knew my husband needed me i needed him and it was just like nah like priorities work-life balance i'm on working my behind off like i always do um and i wanted to be very strategic with my pto time this year because i want us to enjoy you know vacations and things like that but I also want to make a lot of noise over there. <laughs> I also want to be able to step away when I need to, and I needed that. So I was happy to um, just be able to take some time away, refresh my mind, and it was it was for good. You know, I handled some business at 8 o'clock this morning, um, but that was it. And, and I didn't have to do that. My my boss was like, you know, thank you for, you know, doing this. On I know you're off tomorrow when I when I told him that I would be doing that. Um, so I'm just I'm just feeling really good right now. And you're feeling good, which helps me feel good. And yeah, so I'm a ten mentally. At this moment, I'm a ten. I'm living where my feet are. My feet are in a ten. Finances. Finances are a ten. No complaints. What the pockets looking like. My pocket's looking good. I don't have no complaints. Food is high as hell. Just, you know, had some conversations about grocery. Life is high right now, but I'm grateful that, you know, we have made decisions from a budgeting standpoint for our own self, which I think is just the responsible thing to do, regardless of what's going on in life. But we ain't really had to sacrifice, like, things that we want. You know, we've made some mature... <laughs> you made some mature decisions on just things that we can cut back, but it's so that we can enjoy other things. So, no complaints. I'm a 10. Okay, what's work looking like? <sighs> Today, work is a 10. That's <laughs> what you do roll. when you want a no hitter. You don't want to get next to the picture. You don't want to talk about the last one. Physicality. Um, physically, I'm going to say I'm a, I'm a 9. No, no, no. You know what? We living where our feet are. At this moment, nothing is hurting. Nothing is aching. I'm moving around. I'm a 10. Ding, 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 That is the first sweep of the check-in round. Nobody never had 10, 10, 10, 10. 10s across the board, baby. God damn. I'm 10s across the board, baby. I like that. That's what's up. 10, 10, 10. You ain't never had a 10, 10, 10, And I'm right? feeling good. I'm feeling good. And you know what? God is great. And I'm going to just, not to digress for a minute, but I'm going to digress for a minute. Prayer works. But prayer 
you you can't just pray you gotta pray and listen and shut up meaning shut up your own thoughts and really allow god to god to guide you um it ain't always easy because we so stuck in controlling everything that we do and sometimes you just gotta like let god lead the way and he won't lead you astray and i'm not saying that to ron but it rhymes but um and, and it makes me feel good where i can just feel that not like i'm like a puppet but he's orchestrating everything and i i that makes me feel good so i i, I feel great in this moment that is fucking awesome again another hand clap for the sweep of the check-in round 10 10 10 10 that means somebody is feeling at peak performance today i do I and do. that's I feel a blessing great. I feel great. that's a fucking blessing how are you mentally i feel like a 10 right now whoop, whoop. see so you know almost there and our um, energy feeds off of each other, so... Yeah, yeah. I feel like a 10 right now. Yeah. Um, finances, a 10. Ooh. I don't have no issues there. How's work? I'm not there, so it's a 10. And I talked to some people from work, and it's going well, so it's a 10. That's good, so that's good. That's you know why it's going well? Because great leaders make great leaders. You're a great leader. You've fed into others to make them great leaders that's the mark of a true leader just having people that can follow you eh, that's all well and good but have people that can step into your shoes when you're not there that's the mark of a great leader so shout out to you and your team mm -hmm. shout out to my team yeah. um, uh, how are you doing physically physically i feel great right now um pushing the envelope look pushing the envelope a little bit but i feel great um putting the shades on because I am also physically a 10. Woo! Bam! 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 I think we should just bam, show right bam, here. Bam! Bam! <laughs> when the fuck have you ever seen 10, 10, 10 in the checkout round on the Act 2 podcast? This feels there like you go. the winner's circle. It's not a circle. Can we be a circle if we just two people? Yeah. All we got to do is hold hands here and hold hands here. We're and we're a winner's circle. You know? <laughs> there you go. So 10, 10, 10, 10 for both of us all the way across the board in the check-in round. Um, wilds and woes, ups and downs, blacks and whites, stop um, and goes. So I'm going to flip it a don'ts. little bit and just give a woe and then a, a woe, which led into a while. My woe this week was just seeing my baby wasn't a 10 all week. And I'm going to just be transparent and I put his business out there. But my baby wasn't a woe. And sometimes I think that, you know, when, when people deal with things, we know on the surface how it can affect them or even our own selves. We know how, especially if it's health related, you know, something affecting you physically. But it's layers to that that can come up to the surface at any time and you don't know. And um, for you this week, this was a, a, a difficult mental week. And for me, so, so that was the woe, just seeing my baby be down. The wow was it just empowered me to see to, to just think about what what can I do because he's my priority and if he ain't all right I gotta be all right to make him be all right but I also have to make sure that I'm all right so again going back to taking time off to get my own self together so that I can be okay and then I can feed into him so that was the whoa just you know and I prayed to God to just Use me in whatever way is necessary because this is uncharted territory. We, I mean, I've had health issues in the sense of having procedures and things like that, but it wasn't something that we thought could be 
life-changing like we had to make some small changes in our life but not anything to the magnitude of what you've experienced and that was just the wow and the woe you know the woe seeing you be down in the, in that in those moments because it's, it's been for a few days and then the wow just you know asking god and allowing god to use me to step up and and, and step into the the role that i know that i have in your life but i take on that challenge wholeheartedly at any time like to make sure that you good, regardless of whatever comes into play. I appreciate that. Everybody needs that. Everybody don't have that. But I appreciate having a superb um, wife in my corner and friend, you know, first of all. Um, just just somebody that I can confide in because, you know, we want to be strong. But I feel safe not being strong around her. And that counts. That counts a, a whole lot. I, like, it counts in to a point where you can't even quantify it in words. But, um, yeah, so great things. What's your wild woe this week? My, I'm going to go with my woe first was to piggyback off what you were saying is that, you know, it just wasn't the greatest week. Um, I got through it. We got through it. But it wasn't the greatest week, probably the worst of all of them. Um, and, you know, just not feeling like myself on some days, whether it be through faults of my own or you know, just stuff that's going on in my life. But, um, yeah. And then the, the wow would be that, um, I was feeling down. I was feeling like I was missing my fellas at work and my wife thoughtful as she is, um, went behind my back, got some connections and talked to the fellas at work and got them to meet us for lunch today. And that shit, like, just it made me feel so good like just to be out the house and not only out the house but feel like myself outside the house feel good have some energy and um you know see my fellas like i haven't seen them since i've been off and it's been a few weeks so just to see them hug them um you know look them in their faces it, it meant a whole lot to me it meant a lot to me and um i can't wait to get back to work but that's my wow and that's my well I'm happy to, to be part of that. And I'm grateful for you having people in your life. You don't have a huge circle of friends. And I love, I tell you all the time, I love you more than anybody on this earth could even begin to love you. But I know there are others that love you. So I knew in this moment, you needed to be surrounded by that love and just, you know, needed to be nurtured in that way and you know shout out to your friends they were like yep we'll be there like no hesitation and i appreciate them for loving you yeah um i would do the same for them so um, i mean yeah i love those guys um talking about the grammys grammys happened on sunday god damn it's warm in here yeah you um, can drink some water the grammys happened on sunday um What's your thoughts? Well, you just let like dead air go right there. You was you was like in the middle of the sentence. You said, but, yeah. So, what's your thoughts on performances? What's your thoughts on the show? Um, clips? Did you watch anything? So, bummer. I did not get a chance to see the full Grammys. What I did see was amazing, which was the um, hip hop. Um, 50-year anniversary. The 50-year anniversary, yeah, but I was trying to think. The, the compilation of the, you know, like the history of hip-hop 
which I thought was, it was almost like, it was so good that it wasn't enough. It was like a teaser uh, because, you know, each segment, you know, they only had a certain amount of time. So each segment was um, just a few lines from those various artists. artists. Um, but LL Cool J did allude to that just being a taste of more to come. So I'm looking forward so to Because this should be like a... A, a celebration for the 50 year hip hop show. Like That's what I'm thinking. Thing. I, I mean, he didn't, he just said more to come. So if it is, and it's going to be like in, of that mind frame, I'm excited about that because it kind of, rem one, because I know it probably will be even more artists. Like they, like he said, which I thought it's a shame he had to say it because it's like, duh, we know. But I'm sure some people were a little salty that they weren't included. But he's like, you know, we can't include everybody. But I well, thought about certain pivotal figures that were like, I, I would, I wanted to see Meek. Meek has been so instrumental in hip hop. Like, just was, even if he would have just bust out and said, Well, it was. Bike on 12 o'clock. Like, the crowd would have went crazy. Or just play that theme. Yeah. That once you hear that song. But I understand you can't include, every, like, there are so many songs. I thought about Fabulous. Him, like, I'm not a huge Fabulous fan because I just don't know his music like that, but he has some hits. I thought about Future. I know none of Future songs, but again, mm. I get the but he's huge but I, I know get that but you I'm just saying it, everybody it was supposed to be a 23 um a 23 minute performance okay and it was only 14 why because of some people backed out at the very last minute so when you see like this artist wasn't there or you see if you notice that they went from um 2003 or 2000 so like little baby yeah and like skipped the whole gap like, there yeah. because there was some artists, some artists who were on the card who backed out at the last minute because they don't get along with other artists and didn't want to be on stage with them. So, um, wah, wah. you got like I was, I was happy to see Run DMC up there because they had beef and they squashed their beef and was able to to, to do it. Flavor Flav and Chuck D, the same thing. They had beef. They had beef. Wasn't speaking for years, and they, they you know squashed their stuff. So that's good to see, but. The the notable misses for me, I mean, you said Meek. The notable misses for me was... Bad Boy. Bad, like, after the locks came out, yeah. Puffy should have came out. Yeah, Bad and Boy has been... Yeah, Bad is, Boy, is, he, is, he has to be... You it, can't write the history of hip-hop nope. without Bad Boy. And, and it, there should have been some songs played from Biggie and um, Snoop. Kim or Fox. Snoop, yes. there's no Snoop Dogg. And that's ridiculous not to have Snoop, which is like the longest living legend wow. rapper next to Jay-Z, like on the planet. Like, how do you not have Snoop in, in, a, in there? Yeah. And you talking about the East Coast, West Coast thing, like just not having Snoop be a Eminem. part of that. Ice Cube, Eminem. Um, yeah, there was a lot of people. You know who, who stood out in my mind? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. That I thought, of course, he couldn't be there. But even if they had just played a growl, DMX. Yeah. yeah. Like when Locks came out, I just knew like, yeah. okay, they're going to interject something DMX related. And I was surprised not to see it. Yeah. I thought the women of the current, no, no shade to Glorilla. She, that's like very current. But between Queen Latifah and Glorilla, I mean, they had salt and pepper. I was a huge I, You got to have fan. salt and pepper. But you got to bring out Kim? MC Light. And when Bad Boy comes out, you got to bring out Kim. Where was a Eve reference? Um, you got to bring out Eve with the locks. She's got to 
be in and there. And even if the people can't be there, like you said, just playing a little shake snippet, your tambourine yeah. snippet or something like that. Like I just yeah. They, they, but again, I I didn't know about the time frame, so that's nine minutes that was missing. That was supposed to be there from artists saying no. I, I didn't don't know be on that. Stage with him or her. Or but whatever. I get the fact that okay, this wasn't the hopefully coming. 50th anniversary celebration but just that moment of time I just it felt like it felt a little rushed because when little baby popped on I was like it's time for me to like exit well that's stage right exit stage left because I like little baby I don't know little baby so like I'm not of the car other than Meek and who else I don't I'm not uh, I don't you know, know little baby and third voices of the hero you know that album I know that album but that's about it like if you if somebody like, I know there are some popular Dirk lines, some popular b little baby lines. If somebody bet me $100, I wouldn't know one off mm -hmm. top of my head. That's all I'm saying. So, like, of the, so when little baby came, I thought, wow, we jumped a lot, but okay. Also, some people that, like, changed hip-hop. Like, where was Luke and 2 Live Crew? Where was, um, um... Damn. Um, that whole down south was missing. Where was Tip. Master P? T.I. Where was T.I.? Where was Jeezy? Like, those are, are people that had albums that was, like, changing the sound of hip-hop. Like, trap music? Like, how you not gonna have T.I. on there? Like, he yeah. got six um, six albums and five of them are classics. Like, how you not gonna have him on there? And, like, and I, I mean, this, I think there's still hip-hop, even though that might, that, that period might have been a little pop-ish. When I saw Big Boy, where was Andre 3000? Andre 3 Stacks be on something else. I know he like know in he, the streets playing the flute and stuff, yeah, but... he could have been in Africa, like, you know, doing something. Or he could have been in Missouri doing something. Yeah. Like, he, he could be anywhere. <laughs> like, he, he'd just be on his own accord. But to see Big Boy and no Andre 3 Stacks, um, to, for it to be no Snoop, for it to be no Ice Cube, um, no Master P, like, these are guys that, sh that, that change, like... like um, uh, no limit and um, what was baby's label? Cash money. Cash money. Like those labels showed that you can be owners in the music business and push your own thing and be independent when everybody else that they were showing was on labels. Now, so you got to have them as part of the culture to be like, okay, Master P changed the game. Um, um, no limit. Cash yeah, money. Like, yeah. Cash money and and all of like. They 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 showed up in rap in a different way. Yeah. You know, like we're taking ownership and we're you're gonna be partners with us. So they're a part of the fifty year hip hop thing too. So I just think they should have been in there also. So I I never thought about it this from Wayne. this perspective, but but then again I thought maybe I thought about Wayne, but because he was in the big performance, maybe not. But you know, two pivotal groups, whether you like them or not, Murder Inc. Mm -hmm. What Ja Rule and Ashanti and all, all those yeah. collabs did in G Unit. Yeah. Gotta have 50. So man. I'm thinking maybe for this 50th anniversary, because if I look at it like this, right? All the stuff that you talked about, there are like families of hip hop that are like, you know, you got your Rough Riders crew, your Bad yeah. Boy crew. Now, Def Jam is like kind of an overarching umbrella, which birthed a lot of these but then you have your murder ink crew you have your g unit state property yeah. like you got that yeah rockefeller, rockefeller as a whole was like doing its thing so i'm hoping now 
again I, I hope that it's done in a tasteful way because that presentation i love the fact that quest love was the composer which doesn't surprise me that it was so seamlessly put together right. but i hope that whatever celebration they do because i'm going off what ll said that it is like as tastefully done as that with no drama because if you think about it you got g unit you got murder inc i hope 50 cent don't be up there saying nothing out the side of his face that may cause some ruckus behind the scenes and that, that, that. so i mean i i it, and it also made me excited like just when they say take me back to yesterday like yeah. we was in here i want to see fat joe terror squad nori i want to see big pun like i want to you can't see big pun well, I want to hear, hear the music, but I mean, yeah. I, like, I want to, I want to have a, you know, take me back to yesterday with all that stuff. Don't leave it out. Like those were pivotal moments where it was like, damn, like Nori in the War yeah. Report, like that shit was yeah. huge. Like Wu Tang Clan. Not only like, that. how's it not gonna be no Wu Tang? And not yeah, not only like Wu Tang is the most noticeable symbol in hip hop history. Like how is not gonna? I mean, you got the Method Man, but still, yeah. But it's not in the motherfuckers. No Tupac references either. No. No Biggie yeah. references. Yeah. So that's, I think, again, you have those people. And maybe, who knows? And they, they bought out Rakim, but there wasn't no Big Daddy Kane. But maybe they do a segment where it's like a compilation. Because I think, I'm sure Questlove could put something together that's magnificent. A compilation of hit songs from the from our artists who have passed. If you think about a mix he could do with Big Pun, Tupac, Biggie, Nipsey, and like Lincoln these even you go to Pop the newer people, Pop Smoke. Because I love yeah. I don't know any of his music, but Pop Smoke, I love his voice. Like I I only know like when I hear the huh, like those kind but if you think something that Questlove can web mm -hmm. to, because Questlove is a musician. First of all, starting it off with Black Thought got me excited because yeah. just his lyricism is beyond. But if you think about the thread that he could connect between those artists who have passed, now, and, and hopefully, again, people will be respectful if you got, you know, some compilation with Tupac and Biggie. You know, these people who may not have got along while alive, but considering they're no longer here. And then imagine having something amazing, a compilation with the females, Trina, Kim, Where Foxy. was the Fugees? Where was Lauren Hill? Like well, that. Lauren Hill might have been in Idaho if Andre 2000 was in Missouri. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying those are are pivotal groups, the Fugees. Like you can't leave out of hip hop. But you also can't base a show around scheduling them because she may not show up. But I think that again, even some of those people, I think that's a way that they could have incorporated some of the people that, of course, couldn't be on stage. Just play a little melody. We would have got the hint. Right. They would have still been represented. So, I mean, no shade. He did a great job in the comp the composition of the presentation. Knowing that it was nine minutes short, it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense. While there were some, I think we could go on and name a lot of people, but I think some of the most pivotal people that were missing were, like you said, I agree. Ice Cube and Snoop and Bad Boy. Yeah, and Tupac. And Tupac. I, I don't think you could, like... But, I mean, you, you can't really say anything about somebody's past, right? I'm talking about, like, live people. Ice Cube could have been there. But Snoop could have oh, been there. Well, oh, yeah. Puffy oh, oh you mean there. the people being there. Yeah, yeah. like, them yeah. three could have been there where yeah. it was like... Puffy could have just came out with a little... How did just Shake no, that, shake yeah, that. No yeah. NWA? You got, like... Dr. Dre just got the uh, award back there. So, I mean, no NWA reference? 
Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, it makes me wonder if it's this age. Now, this is not including Snoop because I feel like Snoop has set a standard in media culture, music, TV, you know, across the board where despite what his extracurricular activities may be or may have been, so maybe, you know, marijuana, we know he is like the face of marijuana or his past gang, um, his, his past gang relations, he surpassed all of that, which mm-hmm. I love to see that they haven't like, you know, um, what do you call it? Like blackballed him or yeah. not wanted, like he's, he's side by side with Martha Stewart. Now Martha Snoop Stewart, smoke weed in the White House. Martha Stewart don't set no standards for nothing, but we know in this culture and society, those who are in charge, who are fairer skinned than us, can say, oh, we don't want them to tarnish our brand because of what he's known for. Snoop has surpassed that. Yeah. But what it does make me think, though, are there some people that maybe they didn't want to have represented because of their past. Like, when I think about N.W.A., I think about F the Police. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I know they have other songs, but that's what I immediately think you, about. But you got to think of Straight Outta Compton. And you, you say that, but you got Ice Cube, I mean, Ice T, who wrote a song called Cop Killer, but plays a cop on TV for over 25 years, longer than anybody. And he can get up there and But do you got to think, right? N.W.A., they kind of ended their career and still of that phase of F the Police. I know they had Straight Outta Compton, too. but well, that, that was first. I mean, that's all on the same album. But I'm saying that, but it's all within the same era. Mm-hmm. Tutuola, Ice-T, yeah, has came come out in 84 a with a song called Cop Killer. Yeah, and, but you got to think. And when we look at his career, that part of his career was this. Tutuola was this. Yeah, he's played so a I cop think, longer than anybody on TV. So I say that to say, I think... And when people think about Ice-T, I'm just thinking from a media brand perspective, right? When you say certain names, what comes to mind if you when you 30, think about I understand what you're saying. If you're 30 years old, you don't know Ice-T rap. Exactly. When he came out and you're 30 years old, you're like, that's like, too, too, too old from SVU. Yeah. But when you, if, when you think about N.W.A., I think no matter where you are, yes, we know they have other songs, but you think, oh, that's the group that sang F the Police. So I think, unfortunately... But I think that reference is, it should be. Like, I, that was a, a, a pivotal song. Like, for people to write a song at that time called Fuck the Police. But you got to think, what kind of backlash do they want to receive? Yeah. You know, what kind of I backlash? mean, I don't think you you perform that on the Grammys, but you perform, you perform like... But it's going to be the representation. Y'all had these people who sang this. And people will complain about, about anything What about Chuck D and Flav They was mad militant. But that was more fight the power than F the police. Gotcha. Same, same narrative, right. but it's just how you say it. Martin they were more King so... Malcolm X. Exactly. They were more so of the building up of black people where NWA was, we going to build up black people by burning everything else down. Yeah. So I think that's where it comes from of how, what is going to be people's reaction. And I would love to be a, not just a fly on the wall. I would love to be at the table when those conversations are being had. Because one of the things I noticed too with Little Baby and whoever his PR person or management team behind him is, they're doing an amazing job of allowing. Control. 
but but I know that's like the management from the music perspective. But who's the management beyond the persona and the image? He done he done recently been on SNL. I seen him do another like funny like promo or commercial or something like that. And then he was kind of put out there as the face of current rap. Yeah. Him and Glorilla. Glorilla shouldn't have been there. Yeah, I mean, I she, she I, like you said, I was happy for her. Good. I was happy for her, but yeah, it felt but out of place. You can't have her there. She's been doing this for four months, four, six months. You can't have her there. Where was when Cardi? About, yeah, she had Cardi was there. Like, so it's a lot of people you could have had come out other than Glorilla. Although I'm not hating and saying, like, you know, yeah. she sucked. She was pretty good, but she was like, the, she, she was belong. like the right now yeah. hip hop. Yeah, she should have yeah. been. Like, yeah, she should have been in next year's or next five years if she stayed that long. But to do it for six months and be in that kind of performance on the Grammys. I was going to say, it would have been different if she had her own performance because we've seen them give new artists the spotlight. But to be in that compilation felt misplaced. But shout out to her because now, of course, we've seen like shows like um, American Idol Mm -hmm. where people kind of get that. I'm not going to even say instant fame. I'm going to call it fast fame. Where, you know, you go on this show and now, and I'm not saying it's easy either because I think Simon Cowell puts them through hell to get to where they, but, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like you're given a head start, but you got to make it work. And we've seen that not everybody have, has made it work. Glorilla in a different sense of being pulled out the trenches by. Yo, got it. And like really giving a shot because she had, we know so many people who you know, can sing real good or maybe can rap or just have some skills and they aren't given the opportunity. So I love the fact that she was doing whatever she was doing, using social media in her hood and was given an opportunity and now is living out her dreams. And hopefully, you know, we can look back 10 years from now and be like, I remember what happened with that girl. So I'm I don't, I'm not familiar with her music. When I hear it, it's like, it's okay. The, it's the same come up you see from Cardi. When Cardi came out with Bodak Yellow, like that was the same type of, she didn't have her teeth fit. She wasn't all put together like she is now. She had the one song and it was making way. And hers is doing the same thing. Hers just come with a dance. Yeah. And, and I hope Cardi they come her- up and be like, you know, like, you know, like, I hope her career is equal to hers when she yeah. gets big. Cardi kind of had her um, introduction for a while, though, through uh, reality TV. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, I don't think anybody knew from the beginning, unless you was like familiar with her, that she was going to go into that lane. Because when she was introduced on the show, it wasn't obvious that her career was going to go from there to where it is now. So definitely, we witnessed the come up. You know, which which is awesome. I recently seen a picture of her where she was probably a hundred ten pounds soaking wet, and not a she she's a a pretty girl to begin with, but it was just like looked like a regular girl in the hood, and it was like they had put a picture up her that, that, that said um that said uh back in the day, Glorilla worked at uh at Checkers. Oh, wow. That's dope. And it was like 2018. How the fuck's that back in the day? Yeah, that's five years. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, yeah. like, no, no this, this, is, this was, was new. Like, what are y'all talking about? This picture of Cardi I seen was probably like That just lets you 90s. know how shit is moving so fast. When people say people back say in 2018 the day. is back in the day. Well, I mean. Like, she's been in hip hop four months. It's 2023. 
and y'all say back in the day she used to work at Checkers? Like, that was just 2018. Nothing wrong with that, yeah. but it's not like she worked at um, the Ponderosa or, or some Sizzler. restaurant. Yeah, some restaurant is not here no more. Like You haven't been to Ribbits? I have not. We used to go to Ribbit often with my aunt and uncle. Well, with my uncle and aunt. Because it was my uncle, but it was his wife. So my uncle and aunt. And I never had the ribs. I don't remember. But they had good chicken. Mm. <laughs> that was very random, but yeah. Um, What did you think about the theme? The overall theme of the, the show? So, I got to be honest. I don't know what it was. What was the the overall theme was just like everything was LGBT. Q plus A, like everything between the Lizzo and the front camera, um, everything she stands for. Nobody got up there and said any speech or gave any award without shouting out the queer community. Everybody, the Harry Styles, the Sam Smith, like all the devil, out, the devil outfits, like all that kind of shit themed around the that community. And it's like, you know. Like, all the fans that they picked for each artist was gay. Every fan was gay. Or yeah. or, or, or or trans or some sort of... Um, That's not true. It was true. The lady Alicia that they picked for Beyonce has a husband. And they well, have maybe a, she... I, I don't know, but they said every fan was gay. So, all right, whatever. Okay. whatever. But, but, but I'm just... So, with that being said... So, this is the thing. Because and just because you have a husband don't mean you can't be bi. That's true. Which may, which which ties into Lizzo. So this is the thing, though. It's almost like, and and when I say the world, this isn't inclusive 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 of everyone because I wouldn't say we're included in this. And just follow me. Not to say we're against anything or anybody. No. But we're not like waving the flag of inclusivity. It's just not. I mean, yeah, we are if we know you. But it ain't like oh, all ye who are LGBTQIA plus come unto us. Like we, but there are some people who feel like that's the message they want to give, even if they aren't part of that community. And I say that because Lizzo is very well known to be a heterosexual woman. Right. She's just, and maybe be, her fan base. That's is what I was going to say. Community. I think it's. I think so that's that, who she panders to, and it seems like everybody that was on that stage had some sort of pandering. To that community. Well, let's be honest. Renaissance, the biggest album yeah, that, this that's, year, that's, and all of the. That's where I'm going with the whole theme of the, of the show, like the Renaissance. Um, I, that but that's album. what I'm saying. The album. <coughs> so I think again, the show was geared in that way because that the show is a microcosm of what's happening in the world right now. So why wouldn't it? Why? Because think about this. It's we, too much, though. You can't just. Like they they didn't when it when it wasn't that they didn't just have a show about straight people. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. But <laughs> you think about this, right? We've been watching a lot of TV lately. I mean, well, not a lot. We've been watching series and like finishing them. Uh, what do you call like binging? Every show, and I said this to you. Every show that we watch has at least one, maybe two, maybe even three homosexual couples or interactions in them yes and it's like now don't get me wrong some people might say oh it's a whole bunch it's always been a whole bunch of sex and everything which is also not needed like in some you can think there may be some shows where sex ain't involved and it's still good but it's like why is it now the the need to have this infiltrated in everything 
But, even but watch, I just, think... Hold on. Just watching a, a, another show like um, Force, the Power Universe, why does the brother have to be gay on that with Tommy? Like, I don't know where that's going, but why does the brother have to be gay? This and is a sister, drug show about drugs and, and kingpins and people taking over and people get killed left and right. Why does one character just have to be gay? Well, the sister, too, or the, the other side. Remember, she yeah. was with the woman. Again, it's, I, I don't, but but this is a thing, too. I think it's you and I, and I, maybe, I, I think it's a um, cultural thing and a generational thing. And and I'll say this, and I don't want to give too uh, many specifics, but I was with some people that I love, right? And they were, you know, having conversations, and they were talking about, like, rela- not really relationships, but just, like, relationships. And very openly having a conversation about um, lesbian relationships. And I just felt like, ho, 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 why? Oh, back up. What you say now? I was with some people I love, and I'm being vague for okay. purpose, but we can, we can talk about it later. And um, they were just talking about relationships, but very openly talking about lesbian lesbian relationships or the possibility. And I was like, oh, like, but I was the minority where it was like, what's wrong with you? Like, and, and, and again, not that I have anything against it, but I guess, and I always use this analogy. I'm like the old people who was like hesitant to use the ATM because it was so new. And it was like, I'm not getting my money out this machine. Where to to our generation at the time, it was like, what you mean? Like, go to the machine. Like, it's no big thing. So I think now we are that older generation where we're like, oh my God, we're seeing all this. And the younger generation is like... So what? What's the big deal? And where it was like, I was the minority and I kind of felt uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but, but it just felt very strange. I would want to say what the fuck I feel. That, but that makes me think like a person like a Boosie, like makes his argument plausible when he say you keep feeding stuff to people, they're going to want to do it. Yeah, but but no, makes, that don't go for everybody. It don't mean just because a boy sees something gay, he gonna be gay. But if you keep feeding somebody something, it makes people comfortable enough to talk about lesbian relationships. It makes people comfortable enough to put gay characters constantly on TV because it's the thing to do. I th- like you said, it's people that I know aren't like this, but want to uh, give praise to that community or um, make inclusiveness even. Even if that's not them, so let me. But that's just a message that they want to put out there. So, but but I'm wondering too. Again, is it us who are the minority because it's just a world that we don't have experience, and not meaning individually, like personally, but we don't even like we don't have to our knowledge like immediate family members. Like I have a cousin who I know. I have a couple cousins who mm-hmm. I know who are gay, and I love them. But we're, it's not like we have a close up close relationship where like i'm around them with their partners so it's so again maybe we're the minority and for everyone else it's like this is every day so while we're think we're holding on to our traditional values that may be becoming archaic it's almost like this again i'm being vague for a purpose at some other people who i love and um you know like somebody found out their child was smoking smoke weed and they were kind of like the minority. And I'm talking about like a family of like seven people where it was kind of like, yeah, like, what's the big deal? And this person is like 17. And it was kind of like, what's the big deal? Like, everybody does. And they were like, no, like, why Like why is this okay? Why should I just be accepting of this? Like, 
And it's like, it's weed. Everybody does it. But again, it's holding on to those, our traditional values, which not to be repetitive, maybe becoming archaic because everybody is becoming so accepting. And whether you think it's right or wrong or not, it's like, are we at the point now where is no looking, is no turning back? I mean, you don't have to go with it. So you don't got it. It's not, it's not even about turning back. You don't have to go with it. Um, but I think it's, it's, I'm inclusive. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I know gay people, but I'm not uh, against any anybody who does whatever yeah, they want to do. Not like, against it at all. No, no, no pushback for me at all. But I'm just saying, why is it so thrown in your face like that? Like, why is it so like everybody, even if you're not part of the community, you just want to put the message out there that I'm inclusive to the LGBTQ community. And it's like instead of just doing it, it's almost like white people waving a flag saying we welcome black people yeah i have a black friend just be it just do it but yeah why do you have to like i support pride like i again i love people everybody and i'm not shaming or holding anything against anybody but like you said but it makes me also wonder what would our and we don't know because it ain't true but what would our perspective be if we had a son, a daughter, a grandchild or something who was, who did live that lifestyle or, you know, was of that persuasion. I don't even know what the right, and this, and this makes me feel crazy too, because I don't want to be offensive, but I don't know what the right thing. So I'm just going to say if they were a part of that community, um, would we feel differently? Would we feel like we're happy to see representation so that our child wouldn't feel isolated? I don't know. I know representation matters. I'm not disputing that. It matters. To see somebody that looks like me doing something that I may want to do can give me the um, confidence to to, to, mm-hmm. to do said thing. Um, there could be a gay boy who want to blow his head off because he don't see representation of himself on TV. I get that. But sometimes it just seems like in the most inconspicuous spots, here it goes. And to, to, to have a Grammys around the like the whole theme of it like sam smith came out and sang in a a dress and had devil worship themes and like how is that stuff accepted like now when it comes i probably would have changed the channel because you can we can talk about acceptance of people's lifestyle and sexuality all day long i'm not accepting is is that stuff like a f you to um religious people who think we're going to hell for who we are so I'm going to pretend to be the devil with a pitchfork and have little like little angels dance around me and shit. Like what? I don't know what what you're trying to it's say. It's a different way to say that than to disrespect God. So that you cannot believe, or you could you cannot um, believe in what those people believe in, or be against what those people believe in. But I, there's a very fine line between blasphemy and, make, and making a stand. That's all. so. Yeah, I, I I would not be in support of. Or clapping for like you out here like f you to because you can say f you to the people but we won't say f you to God right you know the church ain't perfect Christians ain't perfect God is so we ain't gonna walk you know we there's there's a there 
isn't a fine line for me it's a very clear and distinct line that i'm not going to allow somebody to cross over so i mean if i was in that kind of environment i would probably excuse my or not i mean if you're at the grammys not excuse myself but i ain't clapping for it like this is a good thing yeah i i mean i know that dude had a a, a good song like when he first came out that i used yeah, to hear I, playing a lot right but, but i thought he it, had kind of fell off but maybe it not. all changed to like different music and i I, not, I didn't even know he was gay when he came out but like the what he showed on stage at the Grammys is like a different type of, I of, think uh, too homosexuality. I think he when he first came out, um, it was almost like he was singing a love ballad that was nice and it was like I think almost he was, like a, 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 to a man. Ed, like a like a, a Sherry, yeah yep. like almost like that. But he went totally left with his music. I think too the <laughs> the like you said when you see more people um, giving you the head nod. And giving you the approval and not shunning you, it probably gives them not just the confidence but the courage to be what they may feel inside, which is all well and good. They had a full transgender girl give him, like, bring him out before he came out, like, a, like, and just like putting stuff like that there, like, let's bring a transgender a person out to introduce him. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um. What did you think about Dr. Dre getting the Dr. Dre Award and it being black? The Grammy wasn't a gold Grammy; it was a black Grammy. So was that the first time that they've done that? Yeah, it was the first time that they invented that award. So they invented the Dr. Dre Award and gave it to Dr. Dre. What's your thoughts on that and the fact that it was black? Well, the fact that I think it was black, I don't think is necessary necessarily an issue. As long as it, like, next year if a white person gets it, don't make it white. No, I'm talking about, how about they give them a gold one Well, well, year? no, that's what I was going to say. I think So for future people get, that gets the Dr. Dre Award, if they get gold Grammys, it's like, well, why'd you give the black dude Well, black no, Grammys? because I think it's more of an honorary award, not like, you know how sometimes somebody might get like a lifetime achievement award, so mm -hmm. their award may look a little bit different right. than the other. So I'm okay with that. And then you figure when he has them on his shelf, you know, other Grammys that he has that looks like the normal gold Grammy, that one will stand out because, oh, this is special. So that, I don't necessarily feel anything okay, okay. wrong with that because it does represent this is something different. This is an honorary award. Um, along as the, you know, Preston. One of the things that I love about Dr. Dre, he's another one that has, um, he has ascended beyond his initial introduction to hip-hop culture. Because mm -hmm. he started out with N.W.A. again. And, and you know, N.W.A. has that song that I hate, that he was part of, right? Yeah, yeah. I hate it. Um, so, but when you think about Dr. Dre today, what do you think about? Immediately, I think about Beats. And I think about the billions that he has made. Now, you hear about the other stuff, his divorce and all that kind of yeah, stuff. But you initially think he sold beats for yeah, a million Yeah, you, you think about the business. Him and Jimmy Iveen. Yes, you think about the businessman that he is. And then for me, I think about the impact that he has had in terms of production on other people's albums like Jay-Z. So he's another one who when you immediately, because again, if you're talking to a 30-year-old, they don't. They may not even know that Dr. Dre was part of N.W.A. When they hear Dr. Dre, they probably automatically think about beats. So you know, big ups to him. People can start from you know not so good beginnings, ghetto beginnings, gang related, and they can change their lives. So 
you know, big ups to him. Hopefully he's a good person as good as his business acumen has been. <coughs> so, and that water. Yeah. So no issue with that award. Nah, I don't have a problem with that. I think as long as that has now, so is the award now called the Dr. Dre Award? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, what exactly, do you know for sure, what exactly does it represent? Just like yours? Longevity um, in the producing category. You know, that kind of thing. That's Having cool. A, a discography like he does. I don't see a problem with that as long as that. So like somebody like Jermaine Dupri could probably get a Dr. The Dre Dr. Award. Dre Award and it'll be the black. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty cool because it's an honorary award. It's not, a you know, again, when somebody sees it on your show, oh, you got all these Grammys. Oh, what's that? And yeah, I, I was awarded the Dr. Dr. Dre, Dre Award, Award for this purpose. I think that's cool. Okay. Um. Anything else about the Grammys you got? Um, shout out to my sis, the queen. How about give Beyonce Grammys that matter? How about give her Grammy for album of the year? And I never even listened to the Renaissance album, but I hear it playing a lot because my wife loves her and I hear it all around the city or wherever I go. But how about give her awards that matter? Not like the uh, best electro dance song fucking shit, whatever that was. Yeah, I mean, the thing Like, is, give her album of the year. So, it's crazy because I've read where Jay-Z has said something like prior to the show that, you know, it's all about marketing and all that stuff, which turned out to be true because there was, and I don't think he was named, or so I don't know the name, um, but one of the voters of the Grammys... Um, who said that they didn't vote for Beyonce to get album of the year, not because they didn't think that it deserved that, but because it, and I, I want to paraphrase every time she does something, it's a big deal, you know, and sometimes it would just be good to give it to somebody else, give somebody else the honor. That's a bunch of bull crap. That's like if yeah, I'm in school and I'm at the top, the top, the top, I'm doing my thing. And it's like, nah, she's always getting an award. Like, no, if I've earned this, that's what this should be about. Not, It shouldn't be subjective to the point of, um, oh, you think I'm always getting the award. Am I always making music that deserves the award? If so, then give me my due. Like that's bull crap, yeah. and whoever that person is should be excluded. Now again, should be fired. He you shouldn't only, have that kind of bias. But see, the problem with that is we only know this person thinks like that because they had the audacity to say it. We don't know if others are thinking that way as well. Which, in that case, you can't really stop the bias, and all it's going to do is just make people be afraid to share their bias in the future. But it's just an indication that we know that. These awards ain't fair. I mean, they they ain't fair. That you know that we've seen in, in past years, people didn't get recognized for certain things. It's like, wow, that was great music and nothing. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's so much music out there. Um, Plus, I, I found out you have to submit your music to the Grammys, and some artists are are mad with the Grammys and they don't submit, which is probably why you don't see any like speak like Drake. You didn't hear it speak a word of Drake throughout the whole Grammys because he didn't submit music this year. Do you think people don't submit <laughs> because it's like, I can't be they disappointed? But but it's, you think it's also like, I can't be disappointed if you don't pick me because I'm not giving you the option not to pick me. Right, because it's like, I think I have album of the year, but I'm not going to submit it if you think. And leave it in your yeah. hands. And it could also be, you know, it's one of them things where if like, okay, if I remove myself, then 
I well, it won't give me a chance to win, but it also won't give me a chance to lose either. Mm-hmm. So I won't have that on my jacket of saying, oh, he's been nominated, nominated 10 times, times, but never won. It makes it look like you lost all those times, where technically, if I don't give you my stuff to vote on, then I can't be called a loser. I ain't participate. But, and another thing I got to say, the last thing I got to say about the Grammys, and I brought him up, I don't know how the hell Snoop Dogg is nominated 22 times for a Grammy and never won one. Like, y'all got to fix the show somehow. I don't know how Snoop Dogg doesn't have one Grammy. Well, who's voting for the Grammys? I don't know who. I think the people's supposed to be voting. No, I think it's a, a board or something. I don't know. I would like I to know. know who they are. And but I don't know how them. the most recognizable rapper on the planet, next to Jay-Z, um... Has never won a Grammy, a, a Grammy in his twenty-five year uh, like illustrious career. This is what I think. One, I don't think the Grammy board should be one board that votes on all music. I think you should have different committees that vote for different types of music. Like you should have a committee that's voting on best country album of the year. You should have a committee that's voting on best gospel album of the year. Because the person that's voting for Snoop Dogg may not know whether or not, and I'm just making this up, whether or not Rascal Flatts album was... Or the person that's voting for Bonnie Ray ain't voting for fucking Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so I, I think like there should be different committees and it should change based on their relevance in the culture at that time. Maybe not change annually. Like this just pops into my head. Y'all might think it's crazy. I'm just throwing it out there. Like maybe have like a Van Lathan on the committee or maybe have like a Stephen A. Smith. People who are unbiased in the sense they're removed but 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 I will say this if they don't have current music what's wrong with having a Dr. Dre and a Jay-Z having a seat at the table to vote for hip hop right if if they don't have any music or they don't have a dog in a race that year now if they have an artist out even though I think they're mature enough to be um unbiased unbiased but what like I think there should be a different structure you can't have and if I remember correctly I think I saw the pictures there were like you know it was a it was a diverse group very few of us if I remember correctly some older white men but I just I don't think that the voting not people of the culture of today yeah, I don't think that like, what gotta are they listening in. for yeah, when they're listening to in. for best rap album of the year? What are you listening for to determine this? Do you are even you? understand what little baby is saying? Because I don't, admittedly. So yeah, but it might not be about listening. It might be about what did that album sell? I don't. I didn't. I didn't hear one word on it. But you told me it sold six million. They sold four. They sold three. He's better. That's horrible so because that's how many of us are buying music anymore? But I'm just saying, if that's the criteria and it's the numbers, then they're not even caring about the lyrics or whatever or impact or culture that or the, the, you know yeah. that kind of relevance. It, it doesn't matter. Do, um, okay. Last question. Do you think that um, songs from previous years and not to be the dead horse, right? But when you say impact on culture, and I'm not saying like this should be the case, but I'm just asking your opinion. When we think about a song, um, Meek Mill. Um, Dreams and Nightmares. Right. When we think about the cultural impact that that song has had, right? You got people everywhere singing that song. So do you think that song should be able to be voted for Grammys, like even in years when they're, they haven't, when they're no longer no, new? It's supposed to be music of that year. That's how that shit work. Not like old shit. 
Okay. Um, saw a movie last week called You People. Yeah. Okay. You watch, we watch, we watch together. You remember? Yeah. Oh, I, I, down I, we've seen a couple Laura of Laura London, yes, Eddie yes, Murphy, you people, you people. Um, Jonah Hill, Mike Epps. It was Epps. pretty good. Um, so what did you think about the heavy play on the black Muslim references? I wasn't offended by it. I mean, this is... Hold on. Mm-hmm. The heavy play on the black Muslim references um, pertaining to the black side of his family, mm-hmm. the Jewish side of his family, and how uh, Juliette Louis-Dreyfus was his mom, Eddie Murphy and Neil Long was his, his mom and dad. Her mom, her, her, yeah. her mom and dad. Uh-huh. And how strongly they portrayed the black side of the Muslim as far as the Kufi burning, the um, references to Farrakhan. None of that was on the Jewish side. They didn't do that with his family, but they did that with with the black family. Him taking um, him taking Jonah Hill to an all crip barber shop, like them type of stereotypes. Going to a basketball court with a white boy thinking he couldn't play, a- along with other black people, like those type of stereotypes. They perpetuate on the black side of the family, but on the Jewish side of the family, they don't go that far. Like burning a fucking kufi. Like, I thought it was hilarious, but I'm just saying they go really far with these stereotypes and things that, and I, I just brought that up, and that's stuff that you probably didn't even recognize, but it's like, why don't y'all go that far on the Jewish side if you're making it funny? If, why don't you do some stereotypes about his his race and, and, and his culture, but you do all of them about the black people, the dad that comes in there yelling about Farrakhan, and he's like the FOI Muslim, like that that type of shit. I'm going to bring you to an all-crit barbershop. Like, those type of stereotypes is, like, bad for the culture. I mean, are they bad or are they true? Well, all stereotypes are true. Well, so, I mean, I, I don't think, was it displayed? Just because it's true don't mean it ain't bad. Yeah, but but just because it's a stereotype doesn't mean it's bad either. I get what you're saying. It was more heavily, um, re- more ref- more references on the black side than the Jewish side. What I think I, I was trying to jog my memory, like them being in the synagogue and her talking about her marrying a Jewish woman. But that pretty, you it's know, kinda, it was kind of that was kind of it. Like it was subtle, and it could be. I mean, we know, unfortunately. There is heavy influence from the Jewish community, as we've seen in recent years. I was ready to say, they do something, they'll call them anti-Semitic and shut the movie down. Exactly. But they can lean into the black references like No Tomorrow. I mean, so so this is the thing, though. Do we think they're... And that's Kenya Barris, a black producer. But so is it that, are we wrong as for the black community in not shutting it down? Or do we just have a better sense of humor where the Jewish community is like, they got to stick up their ass and y'all are too, you know, tight about it. And so, I mean, it's like one, like which side is wrong, which side should change. But I think you should care as much as the Jewish people care because look, 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 look how they get shit done in their community because they care. I think you should care. And they care about everything. They'll question everything being anti-Semitic until they figure it out. But they'll call out everything, anything close to it. Us, we won't. And it's like this shit kind of comes out and you can hear it floating around. You can see some people be like, ah, that's that's kind of weak. But lots of people, it just goes past their face. It just goes it's past gonna, their head. It's going to take the last out of life. So I, I personally don't think that we should be as... It's going to take the last out of life. Yeah, because if, you, if we got to tiptoe around every community, it's like it's comedy. I don't think it was any... And, and, and 
I'm not Muslim. So if it was offensive to anybody in the Muslim community, then I can't speak for that. I didn't see anything that was offensive. Like we saw, what was the other movie that was like, a, um, it was like um, a mockumentary, like satire, uh, satire. satire um, about the church couple with Regina, uh, um, Regina um, Hall. Yeah. Um, Whatever it was called. Like, Jesus something. Jesus is Lord or something. Something like that. Okay. That was highly offensive. Not highly offensive. That shows so many church stereotypes. And there were people who thought, oh, it wasn't fun. But it was funny as hell. And I'm a Christian. And I grew up in church. And I know that a lot of those things were true. Not about all churches. But it was funny. It was a movie. Like, that's what comedy is. So I would rather for us to be able to accept comedy and laugh about it than to be so tight and stuck up where it's like no 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 don't make a joke about us like come on like that's I, I would rather lean on our side than to be like so ass tight like they are about things where it's like it's just jokes like they're not be, be, be they're stereotypes and like you said they're true we know like people make stereotypes about like how um Spanish grandmoms are or Italian girl. We just saw a show where the Italian lady like was cursing them out and doing yeah, but you can't have it both ways where you say, Okay, since you've been so you forty two years old, there must have been ninety eight slave movies that came out since you've been born. And it's true, it's real, but it gets old playing on that same thing. Yeah, but I don't think it's anything anybody needs to it's apologize like for. These they white just need people to be more need to come creative. up with this slave movie uh, about a about a slave who was once caught and gets away, and like like the whole it's it's the same story in all the movies because you play on the stereotypes of it. Yeah, I think it just gets old, but it's not offensive. It's true. So I mean, yeah, they, I they, think people do find it offensive that they keep making slave movies. I think people like I've I've heard people say that like another one. Like another slave movie? Like, Jesus Christ, how many slaves? Y'all make two, three slave movies a year. I don't think it's that many, but I get what you're saying. I don't find it offensive. I just don't watch it. Emancipation's like, out this year. Will Smith, another slave movie. I, I think the last slave movie I saw was probably Django. And how offensive was that? But it was funny as hell. And maybe I just don't take things like that serious because it's a movie. Like I get it. I like get it. it's it's just I would be on your side to say I don't want to have a stick up my ass about comedy. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to laugh and joke, but I also want to be able to point out, like, when it's not fair. And it's like, okay, you didn't lean into that culture because you know they'll call you anti-Semitic and this fucking movie won't be out. Yeah. But you can lean into the black culture because, like she said, we may have a better sense of humor or we don't got no stick up our ass about Yeah, our, I would vote for having a sense of humor than to be like, snooty like don't you dare make a joke about us um swirling around on the internet what you think about the um no kiss scene so at the end when they get married they're supposed to come in and kiss their faces stop andrew schultz had put had put this out there because he he filmed the movie and he said when we, when we did the movie their faces stopped they didn't kiss but in the movie it's cgi when they do kiss hmm. and some people thought it was like more of the um Dr. Umar, you don't want to kiss, you know, white people if that's not your thing. Some people thought it was just a nipsy thing and she just didn't want to kiss. You know, what was your thoughts on that? Um, I didn't even peep that. And then when you think about it, when like, you go back and look at it, it kind of looks like a mushy. But and just thing. thinking about the movie in general, there were um, 
moments where of course it implied like they had sex but there weren't any sex scenes in it and that just may have been um her personal choice right. her personal preference maybe she didn't want to interact in that kind of way it could be somebody's a germaphobe and they didn't want to interact in that kind of way lots of people were saying it's different now once that's because of covid and yeah people don't kiss like that or it's up to the actor like you because you can have two tested people and it'd be like nah i still don't want to do it her, or, or you, you can have nobody's testing for herpes on sets. Like I, if I was an actor, I don't actress, know if they test for herpes on sets. I know they test for HIV and like and and for COVID. Like yeah, I but I'm just saying, if I was an actor or an actress, like I wouldn't be. I, I get it's just a scene. I wouldn't want to be so. And sometimes you got to do it over and over again. How about we just don't do it at all and y'all fake it? Like I, I can understand. We talk about this, like, watching shows and stuff. Think about when we were saying, no, we would talk about in real life, like, oh, all these people just kissing each other, but it was TV. But when you think about it, they are actually kissing each other to make the scene. It's a little gross. Like, it's it's a little gross. I'm, I'm of that mindset, like, kissing is very personal. And I understand this is their job, but kissing is very personal and up close, like, Kissing, yeah, kissing is more personal, more personal than sex. Like, I mean, you you can have sex without kissing. Kissing is like very intimate. I don't think it's more 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 personal than sex. Like you're swapping spit. Yeah, and but like, you're shooting fucking semen into somebody. You don't have to. Yeah, but you're still exchanging bodily fluids. You don't have to. What do you mean you don't have to? A condom. You still get bodily fluids on you. But, but kissing is, like, so direct. All I'm saying is... No, I, I get what you're saying, but that statement just don't hold okay, water. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a little bit more I'm personal. I'm just saying, like, okay, think about this, right? A man meeting a woman and having a one-night stand. He could just knock it off from the back, never kiss her face. But if you, like, tonguing down this chick, this stranger, like, that's gross. And then, yes, it's gross to, like, have a one-night stand. Well, not, you know, it's it may be irresponsible to have a one-night stand with a stranger, but it's a different level. You having a one-night stand if and I you I met a girl one night down. and I just kissed her all night long and was tonguing her down and we didn't have sex. We were just making out. Kissing alone, yeah, that can bring me mono or herpes or something like that. If I meet this girl and, and fuck her the, 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 the first night, I could get AIDS. Like, I could die. Yeah. Like, sex just, is a little bit more personal. Like, I could get something to burn my penis off. I'm just saying, kissing is very <laughs> like, intimate. Yeah, there's so. people now walking around with mono and herpes, and they living fine through life. I'm just <laughs> I, I didn't even peep it, but when I think back on the movie, there weren't any sex scenes per se, like... No, like they, they again, you know, they had and that, sex and it was implied like in the next scene, but it may have been per, a personal choice not to interact in that way. And I respect it if that's the case for whatever reason, whether it yeah. was Nipsey, whether it was I don't COVID, think people stretch was... things so far when they talked about doc when like they want to interject Dr. Umar well, and you everything. Know you gotta put the messing with the snow bunnies and snow people, but I feel like if somebody was of that mindset, they wouldn't even want to portray that character, right? So, I mean, you kissing this man is just like one step it, it, one scene in a movie but you're portraying a character about marrying a white man so if she felt that strongly about it I don't think she would have accepted the role mm. that's just my thought there's okay. another conspiracy theory that people get on my nerves did you see the conspiracy theory about the Rock Nation brunch 
So, Jay, there was a picture of Jay-Z with a glass of wine in his hand. No, literally, this picture looked like it may have been taken as he was walking. So, the liquid was probably moving. And somebody says, like, now, anybody ever seen wine that thick? What y'all think? I guess alluding to this Illuminati thing. Oh, my God. I guess they thought it was blood. Like, this is why the internet is sick. And, like, it's ridiculous, the conspiracies they have. So, then you think you got, you know, all these people at a brunch walking around drinking blood as part of their initiation. Get a life. Like, that's so stupid. That's, like, the dumbest shit. Yeah. Um, You got anything you learned? I learned a new word. Quick with it. We can't be a two-hour podcast. Vainglorious. Oh. I learned it too, but she go ahead. Yes, and so you gonna take my what no, you learn? But this my what? Yes, yeah, my <laughs> what you learn too. Go ahead. It means to be egotistical or boastful, and I just thought that I, I love vocabulary and, and words in general. But I thought that was a pretty cool word, so I'm looking to throw that in there. Vainglorious. Yeah. That was my word. You're being a little vainglorious. <laughs> um, three grams. Um, Beyonce line, Ivy Park. Teamed up with Adidas this year, supposed to um, was was projected to make two hundred and fifty million. Mm. Last year they made ninety. This year they only made forty. And when you talk to a lot of people in the comments, where you you know get this information from, a lot of people say it's just too expensive. And I've never bought Ivy Park. You have. Is it too expensive? Okay, this is my thing. Like, is it one of them brands that it could be like fifty dollars cheaper? It could be like thirty dollars cheaper. Too expensive is subjective because what what's too expensive? You know, to somebody who buys thousand dollar pocketbooks. But that don't. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, a thousand dollar hoodie, a thousand dollar a hoodie is too expensive. Okay, I don't think it's too expensive. Is it a higher price point for the items? It is. You don't think a thousand dollar hoodie is too expensive? No, I'm talking about Ivy Park. Oh, Her stuff to... isn't that much. Oh, okay. No, you probably so a hoodie is probably ninety dollars. Oh, like that's I ha- not that's not expensive. No, it's subjective. You can't say that to somebody who has a family to take care of who might can't buy a ninety dollar hoodie. So the and I think too, people look at it like they'll buy a nine hundred dollar Gucci sweatshirt, but because it's Beyonce, they think that she oh, shouldn't so have an item that what, much. What's the high end clothing? Balenciaga. Like you Gucci, a Mary, a Mary, like those type okay. of what's the lines. what's the clothing under that? The the next tier under that, if that's the high price, polo. I guess, like yeah, I mean you, you ain't, ain't two others just because there's three over here. You know, I don't care about names like that. So I mean, I I don't know any names. I don't shop name brands like that. So I don't know. I can't name anything else for uh. I can't even think of any clothing lines right now. Other than Polo? I mean, because like, even Polo, I don't think, is a high-priced clothing line. Like, you figure just saying you those, can get a Polo sweatsuit I'm less than a Milano sweatsuit. Okay, there we go. So if you got Balenciaga and Gucci and um, Amiri as being the top clothing lines or, ex- or more expensive, and then you have a... Uh, Milano and a, a Polo, and let's just throw another one in there, whatever that is. Don't the average hoodie cost about $90? Like, what hoodies are $50? What hoodies are $40? Fashion over. Okay. I'm just asking. I don't, so I don't know. So that's, like, so that's mean, what yeah, I'm saying. Can, I'm thinking that's the average price of a hoodie, like $70 to $65. Hoodie. Some people can dress without ever buying a name brand. Some people How can, much is a champion hoodie? 
depending on, you know, if it's on sale or not, it could be $60. All right, so that, that's what I thought the average price of a hoodie was, Yeah, but you got to think, somebody can go to Walmart and get a $20 hoodie and order some cargoes from Fashion Nova that cost $30 and look fly in their outfit without having a name because... They, that's uh, true, and I don't have a problem with that, but I don't think those are the people that saying Ivy Park is that expensive. It's no, everybody. I think that those are the people that can shop at, that will shop at Fashion Nova for a $30 shirt. They're not looking to buy a $60 t-shirt. Okay. So I think you're those are fast fashions, which they call like the like a fashion over, like a Shein. Mm -hmm. Those fashions that aren't necessarily a brand per se, but they kind of sell a little bit of everything for cheap. They have like kind of taken over the market, which I don't have no problem with at all, because people can put on a really cute outfit, a whole outfit that costs fifty dollars or right. less but have, a, wrong with that. but have a high price bag or a high price shoe so it makes it so that you don't have to buy expensive clothes to look nice which i love that's my favorite thing to do but then you have brands like ivy park but this is the thing too it ain't for everybody and i think i would love to be a consultant with beyonce i think where the mistake is her brand is very inclusive in terms of gender and size but she has to think about realistically when you're making these clothes for all inclusive size. Like I think her stuff goes up to like a size 5X. But some of the stuff is like, sis, if anybody is a 5X, let me not say that. If I was a 5X, that ain't for my body type. Like you can't make these cat suits that look amazing. And because you're you're marketing as being all inclusive. Eh, this you're gonna lose some money at this end of the size chart because us the plus size community we need a little more coverage so i love her items i have something from three i think she's had four different collections and i have something from four of the collect i mean from three of the collections so far but it's yeah. supposed to go away because like they said this year was projected at 250 last year they made 90 and this year they made made only 40 and she makes 20 million dollars a year from ivy park i think so, they need to reassess and some of the things too are very like um where am i wearing this to like it's it's, it's some are too fashion forward in a sense if that's a thing where it's like all right this is nice but where am i wearing this sequin cat suit which a lot of i would buy it a lot of people would but you ain't gonna make a whole lot of money off of that right. so the price point is a little high i will say the best quality sweatpants that i probably have seen but everything ain't for everybody um second gram billboards top 50 um top 50 rappers had came out and it's i'm not reading on 50 just the top 10 mm -hmm. number one voted was jay-z number two kendrick number three Nas. number four tupac number five eminem Six Biggie, seven Wheezy, eight Drake. Um, I'm sorry, Wheezy, Drake, Snoop, and Nicki Minaj rounds out number 10. You know what's sad about that? Why are you shaking? Mm, just shaking my leg. <laughs> you know what's sad about that? Because I think he would be in there had this list come out two years ago. Where's Kanye? Mm. Yeah, he's not going to be on nobody's list. Yeah, he's not. But because of, you know, his current situation... I think that's a good list, though. I mean... Kind of did that to yourself. Yeah, I think that's a good list. I see... Top 50 rap... Top 10 rappers of all time. You think Nicki Minaj is on the top 10 rappers of all time? I don't, but I think a lot of other people do. I mean, I think she's... 
There's no Big Daddy Kane on here. There's no fucking Cool G Rap. There's no Public Enemy. There's no, like, you got But you're Nikki talking about top 10. Of all time. But, okay, so... Not we, of the decade, of all time. Of all fucking 50 years. So, if you put Big Daddy Kane and Cool G Rap, and, okay, you would remove Nikki and who else? I don't think Kendrick should be in here. Of all time. But you gotta think about... There are people, and when I see yeah, them talk that's about that's this time. I'm talking about... Uh, you talking about... The, the people that should be in the I, okay. in the in the in the realm of Jay Z, Biggie, and Nas and Tupac. I do How think you this put... list is a very current hip hop list, like probably last twenty year hip hop. I don't think they're really looking at all time to be fair. So to your point, yeah, because I can think about okay, where's Jadakiss? You well, know, about li- yeah, like where's Fabulous? Like where's Beanie Siegel? Exactly. So I'm talking. About, you got Nicki Minaj number ten. You got. No, I don't. I don't. You got Kendrick number two, and not Nas or Biggie. I don't like, know enough. No. I know one Kendrick, and I don't even. That ain't even his song. It's Jay's. It's a uh, Little Wayne song. But you know, Jay Z and Wayne are two of my top uh, five. So I'm happy to see them in the list. Who's your top five? Top five: Jay Z, Biggie, um, Wheezy, Pac, and. Mm, number five is hard. Give me one. Uh, Big Daddy Kane. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. It wouldn't be like Kanye or nobody like that. Kanye's You're talking about in my all top. time. I'm t- well. See, I we're can't. not talking about of the two thousands or but of see, this I, decade. Like, I can't reference Big Daddy Kane and them because that that's that. But you prior. know that they're a pioneer, even without you hearing. But them, I can't you say know they're my looks top five. But in the, in the Billboard, yeah, I mean, my top five they wouldn't be included because I'm not familiar with their music. Right, like that. but you know how hip hop. Re- Reveres them as being yeah. the pioneers. Well, it like, like I can think of like the guy Eric Sermon. I That's EPMD. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say they were all time. They were a, a hell of a good. Were group. they in the list? Yeah, no, EPMD was not in the list. I, I saw a comment from Ja Rule saying like he wasn't in the list either. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't think he. Eh. And, and, I, I and, and he wasn't list. in the list, and this is Billboard's list. That's fucked up. If he wasn't, because all he did was Billboard. All he did was chart. But he kind of was a singer, rapper, yeah, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. Was 50 Cent on the list? Yeah, 50 was on the list. Okay. Um, but that was just the top 10. I could, Okay, you know, I got you. 50 was a lot of names. Um, Super Bowl, baby. Whoop, whoop. Um, halftime show. What's your thoughts on Rihanna? Quick, 10 seconds. I'm excited. I want to see it. It's really unexpected. She hasn't had any new music in a long time. Um, I hope she gives us what we really want, though. Like, I hope it's good and juicy like with Coldplay it's still I, Rihanna, I think Rihanna she's one of those artists that is multifaceted I think she can perform with Coldplay she can co- perform with um with anybody Stevie what like I think she she herself can do anything musically so I like it can be from ratchet to sultry to anything so I hope it's just like awesome because she hasn't had any music in a long time you know this current lift me up song i like it it but it's not like giving me what i want in whatever her new album is gonna be so i just hope that it like i hope it it satisfies 
our taste buds for what for her right now. I'm sure she'll be nice on the eyes and, you know, have some good music. She's a dope artist. I, I'm happy for her. Um, I hope it's a great show. It's a 24-minute halftime show. So I think she's going to do a good job. And um, we like Coldplay, yeah, too. Yeah, I can't wait to see who else she brings out other than Coldplay. So um, mm -hmm. shout out to Rihanna. Yeah. Winners and score. Um, Eagles, of course. I'm thinking... 24-17. Eagles? Yes. I think it's I think it's the birds gonna win, but I think it's gonna be a much higher game. I go 38-35. Ooh, that's a ooh, that's a good one if it goes. Yeah, down. It's gonna be a little back and forth with Mahomes and uh and Hertz, but I think Eagles pull it out 38-35. Okay, okay. We we betting something? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> that's a wrap. Act two the podcast, episode one oh nine coming to a close. Um, it's your boy International Walk. You got a point to me. It's your girl Tosh. <laughs> Back to the podcast.com, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, TikTok, Breaker, and Spotify. Y'all can catch us on those platforms. If you fuck with us, you fuck with us. If you don't, you should. Peace. <laughs>